So we thank you, Jesus, for today. We pray, Lord, that you speak to us. Your servants are listening. That you will talk to us and make us better and sharper and stronger. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, it's so wonderful to see you all. So um, my greetings from his near near Chicago. So yes, we are your little sister church. So we're going to be officially one year old in June. So yes, <laughs> it's been a, a ground up digging in Chicago. And uh, you know, every territory has its own, uh, own battles. And so um, it's, it's been an adventure. And we're, we're thankful that we, we're not, uh, the best thing is we don't go there alone. You know, I'm not, I'm not doing this alone. I know I have a covering. I know I have a backing. So I, I go boldly because I know I'm not alone. So that's the greatest thing about a covering. I think a lot of, um, for us, we've seen so many people that are doing things alone and, and scattered. And it's, it's not the right thing, right place to be. Because the enemy wants to just destroy you. That's, that's his goal. And you make it easier if you're not under a covering, you know, if you're going solo. And that's not how we're meant to function. So my greetings from his near Chicago to officially our big sister church. <laughs> and it's actually, we're, we're amazed to see, see this setup because like we are learning how to do so many things. So I'm like, it's amazing to see all this because this is where we want to grow and become. So today, um, the word I want to share to you is I'm, we're going to read a verse from 1 Samuel. So we're going to, you know, Senior Prophet has been, we've been on uh, the life of David and, and against Goliath for a few weeks now. And this word came out of my reading of that. So in 1 Samuel, chapter 17, verses 38 to 39. It says, so Saul clothed David with his armor, and he put a bronze helmet on his head. He also clothed him with a coat of mail. David fastened his sword to his armor and tried to walk, for he had not tested them. And David said to Saul, I cannot walk with these, for I have not tested them. So David took them off. When I read this, what came to me was understanding what is slowing us in our walk. You know, what could be slowing us in our pursuit of doing exploits for God? So if you look at this, before David could be, defeat Goliath, he came in front of King Saul. And King Saul presented to him his own armor. He didn't give him armor of like the treasury or the stock. He gave his own personal armor to David. And if you, armory is supposed to protect David. It's supposed to protect anyone going to battle. It's supposed to prolong their life. But if in this case, that, that, protect, that armory would not have protected David. It would have slowed David down. It would actually have caused him an early death. He would not have defeated Goliath if he had used that armor. Correct? And so that's when I thought, what is slowing me down from doing, the, you know, destroying the Goliaths in my life? 
what, what am I carrying or what are we all carrying that is preventing us from defeating Goliath, by being, from being quick? So that was the question that I was talking to God about. So one of the things that, you know, one of the things was basically the armory, instead of becoming protection, was early death for David. So for me, the word that God spoke to me was obligations. The difference between obligations and assignment. You know, knowing that definition. Because what obligations is, is early death. Assignment, we have grace for it. Obligations, we don't. If we take that on, we're hold, it's like a, a chain, and, chain and ball on your hand. You're dragging it along and you're trying to fight your battles. So that's where we have to understand how do we define what is an obligation in my life, what is an assignment, and how do I say no and keep away from those obligations, right? So think about David. He stood in front of King Saul. He's a young boy, stood in front of King Saul. King Saul gave him his own armor, and that's honor, right? If a king is giving you your, your, his own armory, you'd, he would be like, oh, I'm honored to have this. But yet, David was bold enough to tell him, I don't need this. He wasn't afraid to offend the king. Correct? He wasn't afraid to offend him. I think sometimes for us, obligations become, we don't want to offend somebody. We... we want to please them. But how did David get to a point where he could say no to a king and still be confident enough to be like, I'm going to go, I, I don't need this armory, I'm fine, king. How, how did he get to that point? Because he knew who he was. He knew that I don't need to say yes to the king to please him. Because I have one king. Yeah. Right? And he said, I'm going to please him. And I don't need to please him. So that's one challenge that we all have to overcome. Learning that we can't please everyone. And that's, that's, that's hard, right? When you have to know, you have to come to terms that not everyone is going to like you, right? That's kind of, it's hard. It's hard for everybody to be like, okay, I, I, and that's where your identity grows. When you don't, when you're not confident in yourself, you feel better when everybody accepts you, when everybody is pleased with you, and they're like, okay, you're, you're fine, you're, you know, I'm pleased, I'm, I'm not offended with you. Then you feel better. When you grow in your identity is when you can say, I can offend you because I, need, I have a greater purpose. My purpose is not to not offend you. That's not my goal in my life. My goal in my life is to bring down the Goliath, correct? So that, that is obligations. And that is something that the Lord has been teaching me for the past two years. So I've, it's been something that it's been working with me. And um, for me, and I think a lot of people, the biggest obligation we always, it's hard to fight, is the obligation of family. Because that is with us, right? That is with us and walking with us for a long time. And it's and it's something that's very challenging. So I know after I got saved, 
I felt like, you know, I'm the light in my family. I need to, you know, I need to be a, um, a shining light. I need to bring the love of Jesus to my family. That's my goal so that they'll know Jesus. That's, that's the idea that I had. You know, and that's, that's a, a nice concept. <laughs> it's a very nice concept. But in reality, that's not always how it works. Right? And, and I know I, I've heard a few quotes which, which are kind of incorrect. And I think we've all heard it. We've heard the quotes that, you know, we're the only Bible that people will hear or read. Our life is the only Bible that people will read. We've heard quotes that, you know, preach the gospel and everything that you do and if necessary, use words. You've heard all those, right? But they're actually not that right because there's no deliverance without the word of God, right? There's nothing. We're, we're not called to be unpleasant. We're not called, we mean, we can still be a pleasant taste in someone's mouth and of experience. You can still be that, but that doesn't mean that that's the what gives deliverance for them. That won't. They'll just be like, oh, that was a nice person. Done. That won't bring deliverance to their life. So I think that's one big learning I had because I thought if I be nice to all these family members that they'll know that Jesus is real. No, I'm like 15 years later, <laughs> they didn't. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, that method is not working, <laughs> right? That method is not working. And the way I actually learned this is July 2021. We moved into a new house in March. July is July 4th, Independence Day in America. So that weekend, there is a, an, a distant relative in Chicago. She had my two family members, two big families coming from another city to Chicago. So July 4th, she called me and my families to come over to her house. I was like, oh no, <laughs> like I have to say yes. Like, like, you know, that's obligation. The same time, our new neighbors, because we just moved into the house, invited us for July 4th to their home. So I was like, God, what do I do? <laughs> like, what do I do? Because I know if I say no to this family, it's just offense. Because if you logically think about it, if you logically think about it, these are your neighbors. They're not going anywhere. They're there every single weekend. So I could say yes to them the next weekend, right? Yeah. Families coming in from out of the state. They're coming in. They're going to have a nice reunion. You should be there. You should bring the love of Jesus there, right? But that's not what Jesus told us to do. So I told her, no, I'm sorry, I won't be able to attend. And that auntie has never messaged me again for two years. Her offense is strong. But, but, but I'll tell you what the fruit of this is. That our neighbors are, since we started the church, they're regular members of our church. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, and because that, that weekend, that meal that we had together is when, you know, we shared our life. We never, we were just like, hi, hi. That was when we actually shared. And now they're every week, they're regular members. They're members of our church. So that was, the, that was so eye-opening for me because I'm like, my obligation would have been to say yes to the family, but my assignment was different right so that was an understanding for me saying that my obligation would have held me back and how could i minister to my assignment 
I wouldn't have been able to. I, would, I might not have had that same opportunity again. You know, they wouldn't, we actually never had a meal in their house again. So that opportunity might not have ever happened. And so that was, since then, I think the first time it, you cut off an obligation, it's hard. After that, it gets easier. Because you've, you've experienced, you've tasted the fruit. You've tasted what the goodness of it is. And it's like, I've understood, it doesn't matter if anybody's offended with me. If they can't receive the grace on me, what's my purpose in their life? Correct? What's my purpose? What am I going to do? What am I going to add to their life? I'm just going to be sitting in their house, eating their meal, and walk out. There's, that's it. So that's, that was the start. And I'm telling you, since then, it's been so much easier <laughs> to cut off people because I just look and I think, what am I adding to your life? Am I, am I meant to be there? If I'm not, it's easy to say no. So I think that's something that we have to keep asking. We have to keep asking, what's my purpose in your life? Because we have to find our assignments. Our, our, we're not supposed to carry all these obligations. We don't need to carry them. We have to carry our assignments. So that's, so that's what I wanted to share from my own. So as I was saying that, you know, how we can be the light. So, you know, in connection to all the thoughts of being good, showing people the light, that all sounds like, yes, that sounds true. That sounds all beautiful. I, when I was first saved, I had this bracelet that said, what would Jesus do, WWJD? Do you guys remember that? So I, I remember I used to wear that bracelet. Whenever situations would come, I would think, what's the thing Jesus would do? But actually, I was just thinking, what would the nicest thing to be in this situation, <laughs> correct? That's all we're thinking. We're thinking, how do I be nice here? How do I do it the nice way? But that's not what Jesus told us to do, correct? He didn't ask us to do the nicest thing in each situation. That's not what Jesus would do. And that, of course, took revelations for me. And I'm like, this bracelet is not helpful at all. <laughs> Because I actually, I want to read, like, how can we be a light unless they receive that light? Right? Unless they're open to receive it, why are we wasting our time in that spot? Right? Why are we waste, wasting this precious time that we have when we have another assignment? When, when there are actually ears that want to hear you, why are you wait, going, to, going to someone else that doesn't care? Correct? So in Matthew 10, 14... I think we all know this. It says, And whosoever shall not receive you, nor hear your words, when ye depart out of that house or city, shake off the dust of your feet. I feel like, you know, the modern Christianity would say, stay there, keep loving them, love on them, love on them, wash their feet, <laughs> do some charity work for them, and stay. Correct? That's the idea we're, th we're taught. But Jesus never washed everybody's feet. Whose feet did he wash? The disciples. The, only the ones that had an ear to hear him. Correct? So that's what we have to follow. And so finally, family, right? Coming into terms that not 
everyone in your family is for you. I think that's, that's a hard thing to come to terms with. You, it's easy for us to say, okay, my classmates don't all like me. They're competing with me. It's harder for us to say, my family doesn't like me. My family doesn't want the best for me. That part is hard. But the, the thing is, Jesus went through it too. Right? He went through the same thing. So we're not alone. So Jesus' family did not understand who he was. So, and he made peace with it. He was good with it. So Mark 3, 31 to 35. It says, Then his brothers and his mother came. And standing outside, they sent to him, calling him. And a multitude was sitting around him. And they said to him, Look, your mother and your brothers are outside seeking you. But he answered them, saying, Who is my mother or my brothers? And he looked around in a circle at those who sat about him and said, Here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of God is my brother and my sister and my mother. Jesus understood obligation versus assignment. Imagine he was sitting in a crowd of, it says, a multitude. And his family came in search of him. I, I, I'm like, if I'm thinking of a situation, even if I'm speaking right now, and my mom and dad come and they say, we need to talk to you, I think it's an emergency. Correct? I would think, wait, something is going on. I need to go talk to them. But Jesus was so clear in his assignment. He's like, no, I don't need to talk to them right now. My assignment is this multitude in front of me. Right? And, and I'm like, I think about his brothers and his mother, what they felt. They would have been embarrassed. They would have been offended. They would have offended for sure. Because the message back would be, Jesus said, um, you're not their family. This is the new family. <laughs> that, that would have been the message, right? Like, sorry. <laughs> so I think about that. I'm like, wow, Jesus was willing to offend his family and choose his assignment. Correct? And, um, and we, we actually, we, we see the end result is actually, if you see that who was at the cross, the foot of the cross of Jesus at, at his death. It says his brothers, right? No one was there. The only one was, who was there was his mother. And it says that in John 19... 25 to 27. Now there stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Cleophas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing by, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her to his own home. Have you ever thought, like, what happened to the rest of the brothers? Right? That Jesus gave the assignment of his mother to John. All the other brothers are gone. There's, they're not mentioned. That it says that, and that from that hour, the disciple took her to his own home. So he chose his assignment. He said, okay... I know I was born into this family, 
but they don't recognize the light in me. I don't have a purpose anymore. If they don't recognize the light in me, what, what more do I give you? Right? There's that, there's, that's all I, that's, you have to recognize that. And so that's why we see that he chose his assignment over his obligation. So not everyone, of course we know, in our family will recognize the new light in us. Because they've seen us from the beginning. They've seen every part of us. And family is actually the quickest way to remind you of your old self or the old man, right? Because they've seen all your weaknesses and they can remind you in a second. <laughs> they, they'll say, you think you're a Christian, huh? What about that time? <laughs> so they can bring you back in a second, correct? So, um, and what, unfortunately, when they do that, they become the accuser in our life right they step into the role of satan and so this is what we're going to go back to samuel first samuel chapter 17 verse 28 so we're going to read about uh, david's oldest brother Eliab. are you guys there okay good so it says and Eliab, his eldest brother heard when he spoke spoke unto the men and Eliab's anger was kindled against David and he said why camest thou down hither and with with whom hast thou left those few sheep in the wilderness I know thy pride and the naughtiness of thine heart for thou art come down that thou mightest see the battle so in that short sentence Eliab told David you have pride in your heart you're disrespectful your only assignment in your life is a few sheep. You don't really have a purpose. That's, that's your only purpose. And you're just eager to see a battle. That's all you want to do. You just have a craving and a temptation to see a battle. In that short sentence, he really tried to bring down David, right? It was just like arrow, 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 arrow at David's heart, correct? And I'm actually, I'm always amazed at David that he never, he didn't let it, affect him right because he he replied in verse 29 what have I done now <laughs> and I like that because it sounds like Eliab often accuses him yeah it sounds like he this he's like what have I done now <laughs> and he lets it go he doesn't give an ear to it he doesn't say he doesn't I that's the one huge step we have to do we have to ignore the taunts of our family not maybe just family, but friends, people that have known us in the past. People that have walked with us in a journey and, and known us, we have to ignore their taunts because they want to bring you back and say, these are your issues. You can't defeat this Goliath in front of you because these are your issues. We have to give, not give an ear to the taunts of the enemy, not give an ear to the accuser, no matter where it comes from. So David was able to turn a deaf ear. How? Again, because of his identity. Do you see how strong David stood? How this boy of youth stood first when the Iliab was actually first. He said, no, I'm not going to listen to you. And then second, when he had to offend Saul, he was okay to do it. 
because he knew who he was. Imagine, we have to grow in our identity to know who we are, to know the purpose that we're called to do. Because each of us has a purpose that we're called to do, that no one else can do except you. Correct? And that's why only you can do what you're called to do. You don't need to compare to your brother and sister because they can't do it. Right? So we have to focus on the exploit that you have to do. So you have to understand who in your life is your obligation versus your assignment. That is, that is a, a walk that we continuously have to do. It doesn't, you know, it's not like clear. All, like, not, as in like clear cut. You have to keep paying attention. You know, some people, uh, they not, may not be ready at that time to receive from you. Maybe in a couple of months, you might see their spirit ready. So it's not always like a cut and dry and say, oh, no, they don't receive from me. I'm out. So you have to be really sensitive to the Holy Spirit. So this is, this is something that uh, Senior Prophet Shaiju had said in one of his messages. And he said, who believes on the grace of God in your life? Carry them with you. That's your assignment. So your assignment is those who believe on the grace of God in your life. Right? Carry them with you. The remaining are obligations. If they can't receive the greatest thing in your life, which is the grace of God, there's nothing else you can offer them. Right? It, you, can, you can do a job and um, you can do, do, uh, do work with them at work, but don't carry it along with them. Don't take them on as, as a burden unless they are your assignment. So, in conclusion, <laughs> I, I wanted to share this because it, it's been something so, so important to me. It has really set me free. Like, I felt like all these years, especially with family, I felt like I was, like, dragging, dragging along these balls and chains because I felt like I had to bring them to the gospel. Like, I had to bring them to Christ. And I'm like, if I got saved in my family, that means they have to get saved. But it took me years to understand that not everybody will say that yes. You know, and we have to accept it. We have to be like, okay, if they don't say the yes, I can't keep dragging them along. Because if we cut it, you run faster. You run faster. And, and I know from 2021, from that learning of obligations, I've been running faster. I've been able to cut things that have been a burden for so long. Because I've realized 10 years, you know, 10 years I've sown in goodness, kindness, love but it's not been understood. So I'm like, what? I have to stop, right? I have to give to a place that will understand, that will grow. There's no point in us watering and watering and watering a seed that doesn't grow. We have to give it to where it's needed. So know who you are, correct? Grow in your identity. Don't let the accuser's taunts affect you. That's, that is a big thing. The accuser has been doing the same thing from, from forever. He, he reminds you of every weakness you have. But it doesn't matter. We all are weak. 
That's why we're not solo, right? We're under a covering. That's under a covering. That's under a covering. So we are protected, correct? We have a, that's the most important thing about a covering is that you have a place to bring your weaknesses to. It, we all have weaknesses, but we have a place to expose them and grow out of them. You know, grow stronger. So the taunts of the enemies, ignore them. And finally, fight for those who are assigned to you. Right? Fight for those. Don't waste your time and obligations fighting for them. Right? And there, there is a fight for the ones that are assigned to you. There, there, can, there can be a fight because if you are the deliverer, they're gonna, the demons are going to try to ways to get them confused, to not help them understand. So for those people, you do fight. You have to understand who they are. I know for us, there was a, there was a couple that um, we, you know, we were trying to minister to them. And we were asking God, God, is this, you know, is, is this supposed to be our assignment? Like we were ask, actively asking God. And I know this couple, I remember we messaged them about something and they took like almost a month to reply back. And we're like, you're not our assignment. <laughs> like, you know, that's, that's what's easy to do. Like, you know, you're done. <laughs> and then God sent me a dream. And I saw the couple in our, in our car and I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm supposed to be gracious right now, right? So that, that's where it's actively learning, right? We're actively ask, walking with the Holy Spirit, actively asking us, asking the Holy Spirit, what, what in this situation? And now, because of that dream, they're under our covering now. You know, we, we're like, wait, we have to go after you. We have to, because there are sheep that the wolves will try, correct? And we knew, wait, we have to go actively go after you and get the sheep back in. We can't let the wolf get them. And so we did that. So that's why fighting for your assignment is important. Those ones you don't let go. But you got to understand who they are, right? Understanding who is the ones that are assigned to you. So today, I just want to, I'm going to actually invite Prophet Chetan to minister too. Maybe. <laughs> so let's Let's pray together. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Lord Jesus, today we pray that we, everyone that is gathered here, we will remove every obligation. We will cut off the obligations in our life that we can run swiftly to our Goliath and defeat him. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Send us dreams and directions, Lord. Guide us and grow us in our identity that we will know what we are supposed to do in our assignments, Lord. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We praise you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, that you have gone ahead of us. You have gone ahead of us and you have stood strong and not been affected by offense or affected by any people's words, but you knew what you were called to do. You knew the will God had for you and you were focused on that and you did it. And we pray that same grace over us. 
Give us the grace to fulfill the purposes of our life. Give us the grace to fulfill the purposes of God in our life. Let nothing stop us from fulfilling the purposes of God in our life. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for that grace, Lord. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We praise you, Father God. We praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, Jesus, we thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you. And I pray healing for anyone that's holding family wounds in their heart. Thank you, Lord. Heal those wounds, Lord Jesus. You, we pray that you heal those wounds. You know, people could have hurt us, but we have to have healing for those wounds. We have to move on and say it's okay. They heard our Lord Jesus, and he still said it's okay. They do not know what they're doing. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 